This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Succession. For your awards consideration, Succession, the HBO original drama praised by Vulture as the best show on TV, hailed by the Chicago Sun-Times for being wickedly funny and wildly entertaining. Don't miss what IndieWire calls fall TV's must-see event. Succession is now streaming on HBO Max. Welcome to The Playlist Podcast, a weekly discussion of films and TV. I'm your host, Charles Barfield, Managing Editor of The Playlist. And for this episode, I'm joined by my regular co-hosts, Mike D'Angelo and Brian Farver. Are you boys ready to spout some hot takes and throw shade at some of the most high-profile films of the year? Yeah, we're looking at you, Spider-Man. We're coming for you, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. We all loved Spider-Man, so that's not We're talking about, about here. 2021, not 1921. <laughs> we're not talking Wait, about what? Orphans of the Storm. Oh my god. <laughs> Just when I thought your references couldn't get more obscure than Mr. Yeah. Boogity, you we're you not- just kind of dumped that one out on everybody's chest. So, we're not <laughs> discussing the silent comedy drama The Kid written no. by produced by directed by and starring Charlie Champlin. No, okay. no. No. <laughs> All right. Instead, well- uh, we're going to be talking about disappointing movies. So for those who've been listening to us since the beginning, you know that last year we added to the playlist big year in celebration by presenting the most disappointing films of the year. And since we had so much fun doing that for 2020s movies, we thought we'd go ahead and bring it back this year. So this should be a completely peaceful episode with no controversy whatsoever, right? None. No. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, but we're going to dive right into it. But before I get to the most disappointing films of 2021, I got to tell you the playlist podcast is part of the playlist podcast network, which includes Be Real, The Fourth Wall, Deep Focus, The Discourse, Yellow Stoners, and more. <laughs> and if you want to find us, you can check your podcast app of choice, whether that's Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or anywhere else trying to favorite shows. Uh, by the way, Yellow Stoners ending soon, right? Uh, technically, Yellowstone's last episode of season four is this Sunday. Okay. But 1883 is oh, just hitting okay. its stride, motherfucker. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you know, edge of your seat, people. Um, okay, gentlemen. Uh, I think it's important that before we get to the list, I give some context about what most disappointing means. We're not talking necessarily the worst movies of the year. We aren't here to completely shit on films that we think are terrible. We know that there are films out there that are way worse than the 10 that we have on this list. The purpose of this list, though, is to talk about movies that people had high hopes for that ultimately disappointed. Um, Sometimes that doesn't even mean the film is outright bad, though for a lot of these movies that we're going to talk about, they are pretty awful. And uh, we'll get to more to we'll get more into that with each pick. Um, Also. Just so everyone listening understands, this is a list that was put together by some of the writers and editors of the playlist and doesn't necessarily reflect the personal opinions of the three of us. Even though it's a pretty on on the on point list as far as disappointing movies. Yeah, yeah. These are these are pretty universal. We'll get to the ones that Mike will defend. Um, but <laughs> we'll, vigorously. We'll cross that version again. That, that one's going to be Thunder Force. <laughs> edge isn't even on the list which it's not even there and and yes even though we are we are talking about in this p- podcast we aren't afraid to disagree with some of these picks and we'll mention it when we do um however like mike said i think it's fair to say the 10 films are worthy of being mentioned yeah so with that preamble out of the way are you guys ready to go Yay. Yay. All right. <laughs> and uh, one last thing, just so the listeners know, we didn't rank any of these movies. Uh, the list is in, chron- in alphabetical order, not chronological order. Um, so don't read into the placement at all. We're not, you know, 
We're not They're going 10 shit. to 1. Why, yeah, they, why organize shit? Yeah, we're not shining turds or, you know, raising turds above other turds. These are all turds. <laughs> they all smell. How many times um, can we say turds in this podcast? Turds, turds, turds. <laughs> uh, poopy. Um, mm-hmm. So, first movie in our list of most disappointing films of 2021. Dun, dun, dun. Chaos rolling. Walking. Uh, now this film just to set the stage chaos walking is directed by doug lyman stars daisy ridley tom holland mads mickelson Dem- demian bashir Cynthia erivo nick jonas and david oyelowo again that's a great cast and a very successful director so why why oh why is chaos walking on this list well this film if you've been a film fan that loves to follow behind the scenes drama you know why this movie's on this list (laughs) this is a movie that was uh being in development for years actually the production of this movie i think was like in 2017 or 2018 um and then was was that what it was oh my god yeah no idea this isn't a covid delay people this film was delayed for years because uh doug lyman brought the the working cut to the studio and they said oof not so much They hired another filmmaker to take a shot at reshoots. And then they quickly decided that this just isn't going to work. Let's dump it in the middle of the pandemic and forget it ever happened. By the way, how many times has that happened in Doug Lyman's career? We're going to get to that. True. We're going to get to that. (laughs) Um, So the reason why this movie, we're not just picking on it because it's behind the scenes drama. If it had great behind the scenes drama and was a shit show of a movie. Oh boy. That would be one of the best movies, right? No, this just wasn't good. It wasn't even bad or awful. It just was messy, boring, not memorable. It adapted a a YA book that I think Mike has read that you enjoyed. Yeah, I've read all of them and they're actually a a pretty enjoyable story. Right. And it's just, it's terrible to see that you have the source material there to really make a compelling story. You have the actors there, but just something did not connect there. There was nothing that was really interesting about this adaptation of it. Right. So again, when you have a movie that has all the drama this movie had, even if it flames out spectacularly, that's worthy of discussion for like a fascinations point of view. Or maybe it surprises us. Remember Doug Lyman speaking of behind the scenes drama. This is the guy who turned in a terrible cut of the born identity. Um or not born identity. I'm sorry. It was yeah. the second one. Was it identity? No, he did born identity. He did yeah. And, and that movie had all kinds of issues and it came out pretty good. Edge of tomorrow, all kinds of issues came out pretty good. Yes. This movie just was like, meh. it was yeah. like, it was a wet fart of a movie. Um, <laughs> and so that's, that's why it's there. And just before we get to the discussion, I want to talk about Rodrigo's uh, review. Rodrigo Perez, editor in chief, the playlist wrote, Ironically, Chaos Walking isn't a disarray of a film. It's easy enough to follow. Instead, it's just dull, deeply bland, and unsophisticated with little to say about any of its themes of intolerance, fear, misogyny, and gaslighting other than these feelings actually exist. And that yeah. about sums it up, I think. Um, and it's it's also like it's one of those movies where it just kind of ran out of budget almost, it seemed, and they just kind of <laughs> ended it. They're like, I got nothing. Let's just call it the end. Well, that's kind of uh, what happens, right? When you have a filmmaker that spends all the money, turns in a draft and you're like, or turns in a cut and you're like, oof. And then, yeah. so when you do these massive reshoots, you're like, well, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the book had like a fairly significant ending. Like it, it felt like an ending that, that, that was just like a, like you said, a wet fart at the end of a, like a weird poop stew, you know, <laughs> I don't know how to describe that movie other than that. 
Weird poops. We are we are professionals, people. We are. This is the type of commentary you come to this podcast for. <laughs> this was a wet fart at the end of a poop stew. Put that on the poster. Yeah. Um, Brian, any thoughts on KS Walking? Well, I mean, this was one I think that was on, you know, when you mentioned the delays, it was on my, <clears throat> excuse me, like most anticipated list for a few years, just based on the things that you said, like, yeah, the director of the cast. And I think where I was really starting to get disconnected when I finally got around to watching it after hearing just, yeah, all this horrible behind the scenes crap was, I, I just was not invested at all in the, in the story, or maybe it was what the elements of the story, like what, what was the species again? What were they called? Spackles or the spackle? Yeah, that is correct. There were <laughs> things like that, little things that just, as I started to add up, I just was having a real problem here. There was, there was a quality to the movie where it actually like just looked strange. There was like a blurriness, like a, a, a like a motion blur, like when the, the noise thing, again, that now well, I'm that getting was intentional. Into, yeah. That was, see, yeah. I just, it just looked odd. And I don't know that Doug Lyman has a necessarily like a, a directorial style. I think he's got some pretty different. He's, uh, he's definitely kind films. of that everyman director guy who kind of yeah. just bends his style to what's necessary. Yes. Um, I think the only salvageable thing for me was the score. I love Marco Beltrami and, um, he was, that, that was the only thing that I was like, okay, I, I can, I like everything else this guy has done, but here it just, it, it was like, yeah, I don't know. What's it, crazy it, about I, this. I did not enjoy this. Yeah. So what's crazy about this movie is the two stars are Daisy Ridley, the star of $3 billion uh, Star Wars movies and Tom Holland, the star of billion dollar Spider-Man and Avengers movies. Yes. And then you have Mads Mikkelsen of all people. And then a great supporting cast. One Jonas brother, and it's still like, <laughs> did anybody even knew that know this movie came out? Like, <laughs> like well, yeah. they buried this movie. They really did. Yeah, it's just it's mind boggling that that I mean, obviously because it's not a great movie, the studios like we're not going to put a bunch of marketing money into this, but wow, just a missed opportunity. Yeah. Terrible movie. Terrible, terrible movie. Terrible, terrible. Okay, so um, that's that's it for Chaos Walking. It's on this list, much deserved. Not much good to say about it other than we wish the the drama made for a worse movie. Then at least it would be fun to talk about. <laughs> That's what a, what a telling thing to say, man. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So next on the list in alphabetical order again, because um, we're going apparently IP to IP. Uh, here's Eternals. Yes. Which would have been a really cool title now that I said that out loud. Here's the Eternals. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> Directed by Chloe Jaw, stars, get ready for this, Gemma Chan, Richard Madding, Kumail Nanjiani, Leah McHugh, Brian, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Keegan, Don Lee, Harish Patel, Kit Harrington, yeah. Salma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie for shits and giggles. Good Lord. The, you have an Oscar, a literal Oscar winning director, um, an incredible cast, arguably the best cast in any of these non-Avengers MCU movies. And it turned into the worst reviewed MCU film of all time. Is that official now? Is it official? Oh, it's not reviewed? even close. Yeah. Okay. Not even close. Before this, the worst reviewed, I think, was Thor The Dark World. And Eternals, as of this recording, is currently sitting at a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. So um, we, we did a whole, I, I wasn't part of this, but uh, I know, Mike, you spoke with uh, 
with somebody on the podcast, sorry, uh, about Eternals and you guys Jeff dove Sang. deep into it. You're yes. Thank Jeff. you, Jeff Sang. And uh, so we're not going to, we're not going to break down this movie and, and go through all of it, but what we are going to say is, is, I mean, if, if one movie epitomizes the word disappointing, I, yeah. I think this is it, at least for this the is, three of us. This is the top of my disappointment list. Uh, and, and I've talked ad nauseum about how bad this movie is and how it is the very bottom of the, my MCU pile. Uh, and I say that as an MCU fan, um, but it was just, it was, it didn't work on so many levels. And I know I've had a lot of people come up to me like, and tell me that they love this movie, <laughs> especially after I, I just like absolutely crapped on it. But I, I, I'm definitely going to try to watch it again. Maybe there's something that, will show itself in the second or third viewing. I don't think yeah. I could get to a third, but it's just, it's such a bomb. It, it was so bland and terrible. Yeah. I think, I think this movie is just, it's just disappointing in the fact that you had all the makings of what should have been just a spectacular film. Yeah. And, and really what it boils down to in my eyes is this is a movie that shouldn't, shouldn't be made. Um, Eternals is an interesting concept on paper. They lasted in the comic books, but ultimately the story here just wasn't all that interesting. Um, not definitely not as interesting as Chloe Jaw thinks it is. Uh, yeah. and that's the problem is she created a movie that's over two and a half hours and just moves at a snail's pace in places is just woefully boring and is miscast in almost every role, uh, except for a couple um, standouts. And then the, the, yeah, it's just, it's hard to nail down where this went wrong, <laughs> which is also <laughs> disappointing. A lot of times with the, the superhero movies, not necessarily MCU because they, they typically, even the worst MCU movies are, are enjoyable at some level. Yeah, um, I can watch it, Incredible Hulk and throw the dark world and the Ant-Man movies and Iron Man two all day. Yeah. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just hard to nail down where it went wrong. It really yeah. is like, it's yeah i don't know i don't know <laughs> question it's mind-boggling when do you guys know when this idea for this eternals film was first like put into place like was was the mcu a thing well, oh wait, yeah was this oh yeah the early days of the mcu that they said okay no. well, eventually the eternals will be a part of this like so the i did an interview with the uh the furpo cousins who sure. were the guys who who wrote and pitched this movie and i want to say it was they were pitching it right around the time that they were filming um black panther oh okay so this this mcu was in full swing um they 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 had that formula down pat <laughs> and when you listen to the the furpos talk about the movie in my in my interview with them it seems like they had a really great idea for a movie. I think what happened was um, as much as I love Chloe Zhao's movies and I do other than this one, I think she got on board and just didn't mix well. Um, oh, yeah. I would agree. I think it's very much rests on her shoulders. Yeah. What a year. Jesus Christ. What a year for her. I mean, to go from like Oscar winning, you know, no man land glory to, to this, I don't know. Like, can you guys think of another year for for an not an actor, but like a director where it's gone from like that to to this? I was yeah. not expecting this at all. No, it's almost I think like this... your Tom Holland and Spider Man and you know Chaos Walking comes out. Yes. Hey, but it's the reverse. People exactly. people are probably listening to this like Chaos Walking. What? Let's talk about No Way Home. Like yeah, exactly. he he did the opposite. And um, we'll see what happens when Uncharted comes out. 
uh, early next year, but yes, could end uh, up on this list next year. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, the Wouldn't back to Eternals. Surprised. Back to Eternals. It is. It, I think the disappointing. I think yes. Going into this movie, expectations were high. Even though, to be fair, the marketing for this movie was terrible. Oh um, god, it was so bad. The wow, M- bad. MCU trailers and marketing materials typically are so same samey that they always are like a b plus um you're never like wowed by much um but you're never disappointed and i remember each trailer were like well the next one will be better yeah i remember you saying that specifically i'm like you're right the next one will be the one that does it and that just never never came it never came (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's uh it's a shame man it really is and there are there are are winning actors in this just to, to name some that i enjoyed leah McHugh was good uh kit harrington I'm excited to see if he continues in the MCU, though I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, It'll happen. Yeah, and then you had Barry Keegan, if I'm pronouncing. Barry was outstanding. He is. He was my favorite character in the whole movie. Yeah, but it's just tough because Gemma Chan is a great actress, and it's not that she did the role wrong as the lead of this movie. It's just that that character shouldn't have been the lead of this movie. Um, It was a bland character. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then Kumail Nanjiani, um, yeah. hardly in it. He had his uh, moments. He had his moments. And then he but, left. Yeah, and then he left. <laughs> I was so psyched when they said Richard Madden was going to be in this after seeing him in Rocket Man. Like, all right, give this, yeah. get, get this guy in there. Throw some money dump trucks at him. And <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Richard at Madden isn't terrible. <laughs> yeah, he's not terrible in this movie, but again, just a wasted character. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. If, if for no other reason than being an Oscar-winning director in April and May to the worst-reviewed MCU film in August or September, November? When was this? November? It was November. November. Oh, boy. Feels like a year ago. I but yeah, just, just <laughs> that, that arc, as Brian said, it's, it's, it's talk about disappointing. So yeah. yep. moving yeah. on. Move on. Mike, it's that time. Next on the list is Halloween Kills. Oh. No. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, no. Um, directed Big by David Gordon job. Green, starring Jamie Lee Curtis and Anthony Michael Hall. Um, well, should we say Jamie Lee Curtis starred in this movie or slept through this movie? Because um, she's she awake. She was, I mean, kind of <laughs> when she wasn't passing out. Um, anyway, this this film, just to set the stage, 2018, we get Halloween rebooted. Um, by David Gordon Green, who uh, co-wrote with uh, some people, including, of all people, um, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. Thank you. Can't believe I blinked on that name. Um, and people were shocked. Halloween. Oh, my gosh. It's brutal again. It got to the, the meat of the story, brought back Laurie Strode, uh, actually had something to say about trauma. Like, oh, my God. And PTSD. This is great. Can't wait for the second movie. Oof. Halloween kills. <laughs> um, the reason for me, at least, why this movie is is well deserved on this list is it's disappointing as a follow up to a great horror movie, and it's disappointing as any sort of sequel because it is filler. The movie um, should not exist. They should have just skipped to whatever Halloween ends will be, um, or just have this as the epilogue to the last Halloween. It just shouldn't exist. Mike, defend it. Uh, I mean, a lot of those are valid points. Like, that's the thing. I see all the things against this movie. I see 
that it was very much a filler movie. I see that it wasn't nearly as good as Halloween 2018. Um, but I'm a Halloween guy, man. I, I, yeah. I'll take any kind of Halloween. So there's a lot of mo- parts in this movie that I really, really dug. And then there's a lot of stuff that y- you're right. It's just, it's not great. What but- did you dig? Big John, Little um, John. Big John, Little John. Big John, Little John. Love those guys. Uh, but I, I really liked some of the flashback stuff. And um, no. I know some people hated it, but I really liked the flashback stuff. Um, and then, you know, just the, he, you really get some cool, you know, Michael Myers going fucking full bore uh, with his kills uh, to, to bring the title into it. But did we need the, the tableau creations and stuff? Like him like yes. posing and I yes. don't know. Okay. I mean, he does it in every, he does it. In but we don't movie. see it. Yeah, <laughs> like okay. we, in, in the original Halloween, when he sets up the, uh, the gravestone, it's just there. It's like, oh crap, that's cool. Um, but this, like the whole, I, I think back to when the, the husband is murdered um, and he just, like Michael Myers uses one kitchen knife, mm-hmm. pulls another mm-hmm. kitchen knife, pulls an, it's like, okay, we get it. Um, I don't mind yeah. that. I, I didn't this listen to our Halloween kills podcast the movie is not good um sure it is it's better than a lot of Halloween sequels okay well that's a low bar yeah. <laughs> okay I dare you to watch resurrections in this back-to-back and tell me this one is worse okay so yes Anthony Michael Hall is better than Busta Rhymes yeah he is <laughs> but it's not that does not make this a a, a worthwhile movie at the beginning Fine. of the year if you would have told me that Halloween kills was not only going to be disappointing, but something I actively disliked, I would have, I would have been shocked, but here we are go ringing in 2022. And I am absolutely disinterested in Halloween ends. Like all that goodwill is erased. Now I'm expecting just another bland horror sequel. See, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm I'm kind of expecting something that's going to be pretty awesome. And <laughs> I still have that Mad Max idea. You guys remember that? Like the set way in the yes. future. Yeah. Um, I know they're not using that, but still a man can dream. Um, <laughs> see, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. As disappointing as this one may have been, I think Halloween Ends has some real so, something there. The issue is, is that we know what this movie is going to be. Halloween Ends. It's going to mm-hmm. focus on the granddaughter. And I just could not care less. <laughs> why do you think it's going to focus just on the granddaughter like Lori's story has to come well, to an end well she's yeah. gonna Lori Strode's gonna die probably yeah but she's died before <laughs> yeah that's true but no i mean it's it, yes we'll get the Laurie Strode Michael Myers fight but ultimately it's going to come down to the granddaughter um you know because she's witnessed over the course of what one or two nights both of her parents being murdered by this guy like yeah. I will say she is the worst character in, in yeah. Gordon Green's movies. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by far. Not good. <laughs> grandmother. I know you're so obsessed over that I grandmother. Hate I hate that. <laughs> Mike, what is what is the last line going to be that Lori delivers to Michael before she delivers the, oh, don't the killing the strike? Spot. She's not gonna kill him. She's she's not gonna kill it's not gonna no. be like one of those they they both plunge a knife. They, yeah, they both the die time. together. No, that's lame. I uh, I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Lori's gonna think she killed him and they're gonna be like, Oh wow, grandma, grandmother, you did it. And then he's gonna get up and stab her in the back of the neck or something. And so then it's the grand be descending again. <laughs> and then the yeah, and then the grandchild will have to uh to fight and do it for do it for grandmother. 
Good job, grandchild. That'll, that'll I, I awesome. really hope that's not what Halloween ends is because that's a that's a garbage movie right there. That will yeah. end up on the most disappointing of 2022. All right, we'll see. <laughs> All right. Um, let's move on. The Many Saints of Newark. Uh, we're not going to really talk about this one too much just because this one uh, is, is kind of obviously why it's on here, right? Directed by Alan Taylor, uh, who directed a bunch of Sopranos episodes as well as Thor, the dark world written yeah. by David a Chase. Terminator movie, right? Oh, Genesis. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah, Genesis. Yeah. Yes. Written by David Chase and Lawrence Connor. Um, it's a Sopranos prequel. Um, didn't do well in the box office for a variety of reasons. Didn't do well on HBO max. We don't think. And uh, as a story, just disappointed Sopranos fans and non Sopranos fans alike. Mm-hmm. Correct. It was boring. Yeah. yeah. It was another boring. one of those kind of just like missed opportunity type movies where there's a lot of, interesting things peppered in there but for the most part it there's a lot in between where you're just like this is bland and mm-hmm. pointless and I, on the whole i hate prequels um there are exceptions to the rule but this one did not sell me on the idea of needing to know what how tony soprano became tony soprano you don't need to know that at all it's, it's, in this it's one just proved. weird because david chase is like he ended the Sopranos with such a, a unique ending that pissed off yeah. so many people, by the way. Now, yeah. now people are starting to turn around on it and, and, and be okay with it. But this guy was like so into just ending it on his own terms. I don't need to give you all the answers, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then he goes and he makes a movie. It's about all the answers. Yeah. And yeah. it's so strange. Just like a, a checkbox of, okay, this is this, this is this. Exactly. Uh, or here's yep. this little reference that only people who just watch the show will pick up on. Amen. So strange. Uh, I want to read from Rodrigo's review. Uh, he wrote the review of this one as well. He put, all told, the many saints of Newark feels like an underwhelming, unforced error on the part of Chase and totally unnecessary, not illuminating much about the past or Tony and really for diehard Sopranos fans only. Yeah. That about sums yeah. it up for me. Amen. Yep. So moving on to uh, to Brian's favorite movie of the year, <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> this is directed by Simon McQuoid. Quoid? Quoid? Sure. <laughs> um, this was the rated R reboot of the video game. Um, well, it was a reboot of the film, but also adapted from the popular video game franchise that pit two ridiculous people against each other to battles for the de- uh, to the death. This movie is dumb. <laughs> no two ways around it. This is yeah. a dumb movie. Mm-hmm. A- agreed. Brian? The end. Oh, it's, it's incredibly dumb. It's so dumb. <laughs> I, I, it, it's, it, it's honestly yeah, yeah, just stupid, but I've watched it now several times. Oh, and my I, God. And I, <laughs> I, I expected a reaction like that. <laughs> and I, I don't know. I just, I, do I love it? I don't know. Do I love it as much as, as 95? Wait, wait, wait. Did that, did that sentence literally just come out of your mouth? It did. did you love it as much as the 1995 movie? Yeah. Which is it, also it, garbage. Which is it, terrible. Let's just admit it. It's these also are, garbage. these are not great films. No, 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 no. Brian, this is an intervention. These are not good <laughs> oh, that's movies. What we're doing here. <laughs> They're not, not great. They're terrible. Oh. Say it with me. These movies are bad. Um, uh, hey, I'll give it this. Repeat it's the question. better than Annihilation. <laughs> okay. Again with your, it's better than the worst movie ever. Yes. <laughs> I love your, 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 your justification. I'm just giving it, I'm just giving it a little credit. 
Um, yeah, this is and it, this it is, had it had a really promising beginning. Uh, which the, part was that? The intro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of okay. Zero wow, I've, I've erased this out of my mind already. Yes, but the rest the of the movie was historical part with Sub-Zero and Scorpion is actually pretty good. Uh, that all falls apart towards the end when they bring it all back in modern day for mm. no reason and blah, blah, blah. And so um, Scorpion speaks English. Oh, yeah. So Guys, that's I, cool. I can't, I can't forgive the lack of the tournaments, that there's no tournament yeah, in this movie. Yeah. I, I By the way, Mortal Kombat movie without Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. That's stupid. Come on. That's, that's dumb. Um, but there's... I, I, and I really, I still was hoping hoping and praying that we would get something akin to the Mortal Kombat rebirth that we got, you know, 10, 11 years ago, that short film. Yeah, that's um, what everybody, that's why it's on this list, to be fair, yeah. is because we were given decent web series um, yes. that were Mortal Kombat focused, that treated it seriously and didn't just, I mean, they weren't great. These aren't no, Oscar-worthy things, either. but they're they're better than this. We instead we got Budget Colossus in a not Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, <laughs> I can't help but think of the part in Free Guy where Ryan Reynolds, like jacked up version of Guy, just says, Yeah, catchphrase. Because there was a lot of those moments <laughs> in this movie where just somebody had to stop Get over here. catchphrase. Yeah, exactly. Oh boy. Uh, yeah, or just do a fatality that happened to be. It was just so much video game forced into a movie that didn't. Kano wins. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. What? Okay, then. What would you guys have wanted? What would you guys have wanted instead? <laughs> Damn <laughs> you, you! Tell me. <laughs> An actual Mortal Kombat. Tournament. Yeah. For okay. one, you okay. have to have a tournament. Um, basically, I want Bloodsport, but with Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Or, Fine. and I did pitch this last time, I think. But I wanted a version where it started the way it starts with Sub Zero killing Scorpion and then Scorpion fighting his way out of hell in a moment. Oh, yeah. That's to true. become that, Scorpion. Yes. That's a great idea. That so I, will I, I think that's that. the way to go. I think this ensemble thing was just a bit too much, especially because it just quickly, the acting in this movie is just terrible. Yeah. From top right. to bottom, it's just terrible. Um, Although, and, you know, Joe Taslam, yeah. I do love him. Can do no we wrong. We did interview view him for this, and yeah. he's he's probably the best part of the movie, to be honest. Oh yeah, very. Not much. even not even being like the simps that we are. He he <laughs> is he is really good in the role that he's given. It's just everything around him is dumb, and it and it starts with Budget Colossus. I forget the guy's name, um, not the actor, but the character. Jax. He just is what? Jax? No, that's Jax. the guy with the metal arms. Well, who were you talking about then? Budget Colossus, the guy whose skin turns gold. Oh, the main dude. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that he just, his, his power name? was his I've skin turns to gold. Now. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you what the main character's name is. And that's a real <laughs> sign of, of a good movie right there. Because he was invented for the movie. Because there yeah. aren't enough Mortal Kombat characters to build a movie. Oh, around. shit. That's another big strike against this movie. They had to invent a character to be the 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 introduction for the audience like and he's and so he's the boring most bland person in the whole world his name is cole young by the way of course it is uh oh yeah, yeah. that's his name mm-hmm. <laughs> i googled budget colossus <laughs> <laughs> um they would have done better just putting colossus in this movie but um <laughs> it's just yeah oh so he's got to fight for his daughter or something and yeah oh man cool yeah. Let's move on. I don't yeah, let's let's move on to another movie. I'm not going to say it's great. I'm not going to try to defend this movie too much, but I 
I, You're I wrong. Can, <laughs> there's really this no this is your halloween kills this yeah is, this, is, this is what yeah. it is to read brian's full defense of this movie uh yeah. feel free to check out the playlist guilty pleasures of 2021 where yeah, he chose this movie as his guilty pleasure um so it didn't make his, his top 10 but he at least got to talk about it in that list which is a lot of fun mike got to talk about barb and star i got to talk about uh psycho Goreman. good times have i still gotta check that out that's a, yep. that's a good wreck definitely not on this Okay. Um, number six, not number six. I'm sorry. Next on our list, Red Notice, mm. directed by Rawson Marshall Thurber, who's a genuinely nice guy because yeah, I listened I to the discourse him. interview with him. Yeah. The movie stars Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot, three of the biggest stars on the face of the planet, if not the biggest stars. This is the biggest movie to ever hit Netflix. And to quote Rodrigo Perez, who I don't think wrote about this in his review, but said it to me, um, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here. He said it was as if it was directed by Walmart. Sure. Some people really want a Walmart of a movie. So, so there you go. That's why so many people watched it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of emblematic of everything Netflix tries to do, appealing to everybody at, at the same time. Um, and mm. what you end up getting is a movie that just is the definition of meh bland yeah yeah if ryan reynolds wasn't ryan reynoldsing in it i would have turned it off but he made it at least something i could get through i'll give it that i'll give that ryan but okay here's my thing about ryan reynolds is the shtick wearing off not for me he he keeps movies like this afloat yeah he he does (laughs) like even hitman's wife's bodyguard i know a lot of people put that on their you know worst of lists I, he made that watchable for me as well. Um, and, and yeah, say what you will about Ryan Reynolds shtick. I, I think he's uh, very charming. So yeah. I can't okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, unfortunately we're not just like, you know, disagreeing with the placement of this movie on the list. It's just that this, because it feels like Walmart, the movie, it's just so bland that there's just nothing outstanding to talk about it. It's just when mm-hmm. you get, those three it people looks very expensive yeah when you get those three <laughs> those three actors in a movie you expect just fireworks and anything less than fireworks is a massive disappointment yeah and i think we saw the writing situation. on the wall with i'm sorry what it's a real eternal situation it really is right yes. but it's like the opposite of eternals we weren't even expecting oscars here we were just expecting fun times mm-hmm. and yeah yeah, we just didn't get it. So uh, I want to read again from Rodrigo Perez's review. He really picked the best movies to review this year, I gotta say. <laughs> uh, Red Notice is just deeply unexceptional and pedestrian. A lot of lights shining on three world-class superstars with perfect white teeth, with explosions and gloss all around them, and never once creating anything that resembles a captivating spark. Yeah, perfect. It's sad, but true. Mm-hmm. Sad, but true. Speaking of no sparks, next <laughs> movie on the list reminiscence reminiscence mm. reminiscence evanescence reminiscence, reminiscence. Okay. <laughs> okay we're gonna reminisce about a movie i barely remember yeah so Ooh, this is super this forgettable. is listen to this guys directed by lisa joy who co-created westworld her feature yeah. directorial debut stars hugh jackman again massive star and lady jessica rebecca ferguson nothing yep. man nothing not a damn thing no. great cast interesting premise even Felt like it could go like a super deep sort of way and then just doesn't succeed. Yeah, it, it really doesn't. I, to this day, I don't think I finished it. 
Like I tried really like four times and I think I had to turn it off every time. I think I made it like probably pretty close to the end by the last go round, but I, I don't think I ever finished it. It's just so boring and like repetitive and uh, it just takes so much from sci-fi movies that you've seen before, but not like the good parts. Uh, it's like all the bad sci-fi movies you've seen in the last 20 years, like thrown into one. Uh, yeah, it, it was just not entertaining at all. So this brings up a, a, a thing we haven't really talked much about yet. And oh, trust me, we're about to talk about it more. But this whole, this was one of the many movies that was released both in theaters simultaneously as uh, HBO Max. Because Warner Brothers had the genius idea of doing this in 2021. Mm -hmm. And I think this movie is kind of, uh, the one for me where it's like, had this movie been released in theaters, I would have paid the ticket price to see it. I would have paid attention because I'm kind of a captivated audience and a captive audience, I should say. And uh, I think because this was an HBO Max thing, A, I didn't need to see it in theaters and B, I could turn it off whenever I wanted to. And when you have a movie that would have bored me, but I would have paid attention in theaters, but give me the chance to turn it off at the push of a button, it's just not going to succeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, even in the theater, I would have left very disappointed. <laughs> right. You would have yeah. been disappointed, but you would remember the ending, maybe. Would I? Yeah, maybe I don't not. remember much of the other parts. I don't even remember when this movie came out, to be honest with you. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say March. Okay. I'm going to say May. Brian, do you have a guess? Gosh. Uh, I, I feel like this was a summer film. I think it was July. I'm gonna say July. Oh my god, it was August. It was August? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I was just looking it up. Wow. So there you go. Why is this movie on most disappointing? Because we couldn't even tell you some of us weren't even in the right season. So <laughs> there you go. Um wow. Lisa Joy. And also I, I will say, yeah, Lisa, I like Lisa, I like Westworld. I like Hugh Jackman, I like Tandy Newton. Uh oh, I forgot that Tandy Newton's in this. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's all a disappointment all around. I wanted to like it. I just couldn't. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. Yeah. Let's talk about another one of these wonderful Warner brothers, HBO max releases space jam, new legacy mm. directed oh. by Malcolm D Lee. Um, this is a movie that stars LeBron James and that kind of really sells it all for you. Huh? Um, Hey, the first so, one starred Michael Jordan. I know, I know. It was again, success. yeah, it was a huge success, legendary, iconic. But again, kind of rose-colored glasses, right? Like, yeah, it's we not look a great movie, no, but it's no. definitely better than this movie, right? Um, and I think the disappointment aspect of this comes kind of the same way that Chaos Walking lands on this list. This is a movie that was in development hell for years. LeBron James had said for years he wanted to do a new Space Jam. It went through a variety of actors. It got produced by Ryan Coogler. Wow. <laughs> Let that sink in for a second. And it's just. Okay. So I think we all saw the red flags when the first trailer came out. And we said, okay, LeBron James, not a good actor. Clearly animation looks all right. We're okay with the character designs. Oh, what the hell is all this? And then we see like a stadium full of just franchise IP after IP like we, you have the, the clockwork orange people standing next to Batman, you know, yeah. it's, it's a mess. And that's what this movie is, right? 
Yeah, it's just Warner it's Brothers saying, look at all this shit we got. And we're not going to really make any purpose for it. We're just going to make everybody all these little Easter eggs for people to pick up on. Oh, and meanwhile, you're going to see the blandest Space Jam story uh, that we could possibly come up with and uh, sideline Sonequa Martin-Green into just yep. like shut up wife role, which yep. just wasted her. Yeah. Um, and then have Don Cheadle. Al- algorithm. Yeah, yeah, algo, algae rhythm. Yeah, that's what um, was he doing in this movie? Collecting that paycheck, the worst performance of his career. That awful. was the worst by far. Oh my god, yeah, a lot of bad stuff. Um, and yeah, it's just forgettable. The, the thing that was the, the biggest like stamp on, yeah, this is definitely a bad movie for me is I my kids really got into Space Jam beforehand, my five year old and two year old. So they wanted to watch the first Space Jam over and over and over again. I put oh. the new one on and they wanted to change it back oh. within like a half an hour. There you have it. So I don't know that they ever finished the new one. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those things where nobody was expecting this to be Oscar bait. Nobody right. was expecting this to be a billion dollar movie, even though LeBron James probably did because he was defending China for mm-hmm. a full year, um, making a fool of himself to try to get that China play <laughs> and it didn't actually work. Anyway, um, nobody was expecting this to be the greatest thing ever, but we expected something entertaining. We expected something that kind of followed the same sort of. Um, yeah, there was a charming yeah. element where the Looney Tunes people were actually acting like, you know, Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and Wiley Coyote. And I, it was charming to see their basketball hijinks, you know, with like Newman from Seinfeld, Wayne Knight, Bill um, Murray, and Bill Murray, and all these people that were actually funny in the movie versus whatever the fuck this was it was just a cash grab it really was just an ip machine i remember like when it first like was okay this is happening they're making this movie it's in production remember thinking like okay we're finally getting it the the long anticipated sequel to space jam all right wait a minute why are we getting this (laughs) yeah well it's an it's an to answer all the unanswered questions from the first space (laughs) well no it's it's what they're doing with spider-man it's nostalgia they're milking the audience's nostalgia to death only with spider-man they figured out the writers and you know feige and whoever you know the creatives behind that word they figured out how to make it a touching and coherent story that excites people this one is just clearly a cash grab. It's just like, okay, yeah, they want it. Let's just make it. And the the writing is crap, but they'll, they'll eat it up because, you know, Space Jam. Yeah. And it, no, no, it, we didn't. Yeah. It just, yeah, it just, it, oh man. And then you have LeBron James trying to tell you how cool it is. <laughs> it's just not, LeBron. man. Yeah. yeah. Bad stuff. Bummer. Okay. <laughs> so moving on. Um, this movie is uh arguably the worst movie i saw all year um oh boy yeah talking spiral uh, mm, from yeah. the book of saul worse or whatever than chaos walking or mortal yeah. Kombat or red yeah. notice and all that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow I i'll tell I you why it was rough wow spiral was a movie that i was really into uh as a concept because years ago not that many years ago maybe two to three years ago we heard that chris rock had this great idea for a saw reinvention you know he goes to the lion's gate or whoever it was and says, I wanted to make a saw movie. Here's my idea. They're all like, Holy shit. You cracked the code. We just did. Holy, jig- holy shit. Chris rock. What are you doing here? Yeah. But <laughs> you know, Chris rock has made decent movies. And yes. so anyway, not horror, but still has he remember we're, we're, we're in a post Jordan Peele era. 
Yeah. So, yes. you know, you can have Comedy Central guy come and make incredible horror. So yeah, anyway, the studio was like super into it. We just got Jigsaw, which was terrible. Yeah. And the Saw movies haven't been relevant since like maybe the third. And yeah. so we're like, holy crap, this is like perhaps the new type of get out. He's got to have some sort of message. This is going to be great. And we just got not only a Saw movie in the strictest sense of the word, a bad Saw movie. And yeah. not only that, Chris Rock is terrible in this movie. Yeah, he, let's he just sucks. admit that he can't act. Can we yeah. just admit that Chris Rock can't act? And I like him. I like him as a stand-up. I think he's a really funny stand-up comedian, but he can't act for shit. No. And you can really see it here. And to be fair, I had I did not see Fargo. Um, so so maybe he's great in the new season of Fargo. He's not. Okay, okay. I'll just say it. <laughs> <laughs> he's I just wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Because I gotta tell you what, man, this movie is hot garbage this is just uh, not only okay one you can predict the ending of this movie in the first 10 minutes which is yep. offensive for a saw movie <laughs> two the kills aren't even that interesting and and they're no. downright laughable in places and and three they waste samuel l jackson yeah which is a, crime. a lot of movies do that <laughs> but it's a crime I, I have to agree with mike on that one yes yeah. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those things where I think we as a society have moved beyond the Saw movies. Yeah. The yes. first one was an interesting concept, but then it just became an exercise in what the genre became, which was torture, torture porn. porn. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And it never was very exciting or interesting because it was all about what are these weird, you know, death traps that we can put people in and less about the story right. itself. Um and the lore was just so convoluted and stupid that it just, you couldn't buy into it. And, and nobody was asking it to no. be convoluted and stupid. It's like, no. they're just like actively like, how can we fuck this up again? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then yeah. they go and do it again for this movie. It doesn't make sense. I don't know why Chris Rock was like so high on this movie, why he had to make this movie. I don't get it. The direction is terrible. Everybody looks perpetually sweaty. I don't. I, just, <laughs> I guess it didn't let me down as much because I expected nothing out of it. And okay. I think you That's guys fair. were really expecting something out of this movie. As I've said a million times already in this podcast, I was not expecting anything like Oscar worthy. I joke about the Jordan Peele thing. I did not expect this to be get out levels of awesome. But, mm -hmm. you know, when somebody tells you, like, watch out, guys, we figured it out. And then they turn in this. You're like, oh boy, yeah. you didn't figure shit out. No. So, okay, moving on. There's my rant about Spyro. Mm -hmm. Speaking of high expectations. Speaking of high expectations, oh, rounding yes. out our list of top 10 most disappointing films of 2021. We're ending on uh, Mr. Yellowstone himself, Taylor Sheridan's Those oh, Who boy. Wish Me Dead. Um, directed and co-written by Taylor Sheridan, the movie stars Angelina Jolie, Nicholas Holt, and John Bernthal, among others. And yeah, Taylor Sheridan's a good writer, competent he director. Really, he is. He His is. track record is so impressive. Seriously. I, as much as yeah. I joke and poke fun at Yellowstone, I haven't watched. I watched three episodes of season one. It just wasn't for me. Um, but I, yeah, I've yet to see a Taylor Sheridan project other than Yellowstone that I didn't really care for. Um, I mean, we're talking like Hell or High Water. Um, Great movie. Wind River. Wind River. It's, Sicario. 
Sicario. Uh, yes. There, three right there. That's perfect. And, mm. and yet those who wish me dead is just a nothing burger of a movie. No. It really is. And I don't feel like you can feel Taylor Sheridan's fingerprints on all those movies that we just mentioned. I don't feel it here. And he wrote and directed this. Directed Agreed. This movie. It I does not feel like one of his projects. And I don't know how that happened. Like, it's just, it felt like a 90s action movie, like a cliffhanger. I was going to say, it felt like a 90s action movie. That and then they TV. revived it. Yeah, they revived yes. it for a made-for-TV movie. And then yes. he just kind of like was so, there on set and they said he's the director. So is it just because it's Taylor Sheridan that he was able to get Angelina Jolie and Nicholas Holt? I think so. Um, because they're not doing much in this movie. That's that's impressive. And I really like Nick Holt lately because of the great. He's so awesome in the great and and so i was kind of pumped to see him and he does have a little fun but man this movie is so bland and you can call everything that's going to happen within the first five minutes of the movie it's just none of the characters are interesting or have much depth like taylor sheridan's known to create characters with a lot of grit and depth and yeah there's just nothing there are, are we gonna nothing. say that maybe taylor sheridan phoned this one in I think he did. I mean, yeah. look, the guy's got three TV shows in active, uh, actively on air right now, like yeah. all airing right now. He's got like two or three more in development, and then he's got movies in development. I think this is one of those where it was just like, I'm not all here, guys. I'm I'm partially on yellow. I've got other things to do right now. Yeah. yeah. So, so all that yeah. to say, Taylor Sheridan, um, we finally. You know, there are other instances where, you know, maybe his, like Sicario sequels, one that Rodrigo brings up all the time um, mm -hmm. of instances where we've seen him falter. But this was just one where it felt like this was going to be a big deal of a movie um, because he hardly ever directs things. That's the other thing. He hardly ever directs. He'll, he'll co-write the hell out of stuff, but he, uh, he very rarely gets behind the camera, especially for films. And yeah for evangelina TV, jolie like he directed yeah. basically all of season one and, and a lot of season two of yellowstone and still directs a lot himself and all the the tv projects he's done he directed at least like a few of them right but just for some reason those who wish me dad came out again another one of those warner brothers hbo max releases came mm -hmm. out did nothing forgotten and even so you know i like his stuff so much that i'm just willing to be like maybe it was just a a fluke yeah. Hopefully we'll just see the next project. That's amazing. And I'm, I'm fingers crossed for the next one. Yeah. Any, Whoa. I just looked up his next show. This sounds awesome. What is it? The Stallone show? one or the, which the Stallone one? one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Like where he's doing thing. the, this, where it's, um, what's it called again? Shit. The show Kansas city. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that looks like a, they just recently announced that with Stallone, and that that seems like a lot of fun. Um, oh, I'm ready for the old man Stallone era of his career. Yeah, um, agreed. He, he's waited till about I mean, 75 to it. enter it, but yeah. I mean, Creed was a pretty old man Stallone movie, but still, yeah. he was like cool guy Stallone. I'm ready for like, you know, crotchety old man. You barely really want to let himself Stallone. go. Yeah, yeah, right. sort of, right. sort of beer bellyish Stallone. If he will let himself do that. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that's how much we don't care about those who wish me dead. We'd much rather see Old Man Stallone in a new TV show directed by Taylor Sheridan than watch this movie again. So You're there here. you have it. So that wraps up our top 10 
But we've got a couple more things to talk about because, as always, if you follow a playlist best of list, you know there are honorable mentions. However, these are not so honorable. These are dishonorable mentions because these are movies that were disappointing that just maybe, you know, tied for 11. Let's just say that. So first up, uh, I want to hit you guys with Don't Look Up. Recent release. Mm. Um, I want to read from Jason Bailey's review. Uh, He called it, it's like a Bugs Bunny cartoon suddenly veered into solemnity. Solemnity? Yes, thank you. (laughs) Oh my God. Can it be 2022 yet? Nah. And then in an entirely unearned closing scenes, sentimentality, it's cheap and crass and by the conclusion, downright infuriating. I agree with this. I know, Mike, you kind of... Yeah, I would argue all of that is on purpose. And mm. uh, I, I kind of dug it. I, I didn't think it was like uh, top 10 of the year kind of thing, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought Jonah Hill was great. And yes. there were a lot of... Uh, Jonah, Hill, Jonah Hill is the only good part of this movie. Directed, written and directed by Adam McKay, um, who puts his name all over the title screen, uh, <laughs> credits of this movie. Um, you didn't like uh, Mark Rylance? No. I thought he was fantastic. Like, no. He's, if you've watched Silicon Valley, you see that character in a much better way on Silicon Valley. Because people are trying to say he's like Bezos and Elon Musk. He's not. They're doing a Peter Thiel um, Almost uh, an offensive version of Peter Thiel, who's not a great guy, let it be said, but um, is very, uh, uh, he's on the autism spectrum and, and yeah, anyway. Okay. Mark Rylance, don't like him. Uh, I like him as a person. Don't like him in this movie. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio starts great, ends terribly. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is pretty good. Timothy Chalamet is pretty good. But ultimately, I think for me, this movie is like the best cast of the year from the guy who brought you the big short and vice two good movies and he just shits the bed with what uh i've heard described as a simpsons episode um which i agree <laughs> I could, with i could get behind that yeah yeah and it's just like from a guy who's so smart adam mckay so smart and thoughtful with the big short and vice to then turn in something that just felt like he wrote it in 10 minutes after watching fox news and getting really angry it just i expected more that's all I think, yeah, I think a lot of people are upset because of misplaced expectations. I, I didn't really have the same expectations going in. So I, I, I pretty much enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, to um, be fair, Leonardo DiCaprio does like one movie every four years. So no, his last movie was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which was what, two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying in before that, it's like another like three years. All I'm saying, you expect more from the people involved. It didn't deliver disappointment okay mike last night in soho terrible movie right no it is a wonderful movie i I thought it was a wonderful movie this is one i knew this was going to be controversial didn't make our top 10 purely on the fact that my co-hosts don't agree with it being in this list um and i understand this is a a bit of a controversial pick but i'll say that for every mike d'angelo and brian farver i spoke to at least a half dozen other people who put this at number one or number two of their most disappointing films of 2021. Um, This is in my top 10. Genuinely. I love this movie. Yes, Edgar Wright, who is great. We love Edgar Wright. He's got like three soundtracks in our best soundtracks of the year this year. He's Mm -hmm. the Sparks brothers is one of our favorite movies. Uh, Great 2021. But last night in Soho is on here as a disappointment because it feels like, 
he can't quite nail that tone that he was going for. Disagree. And that's agree on all fronts. Okay. Well, and that's, and that's, we're not going to debate it because it's not really worth getting into. Just know that it's a dishonorable mention. It's on there. Sure. Next. I think this is going to uh, appeal to Brian Farver. We're going to talk just quickly as to why home sweet home alone deserves to be on this list of dishonorable mentions and disappointing films. Do you have any thoughts, Brian Farver? Well, (laughs) well, I kind of didn't mind it. Really? Wow. Yeah. I realize it's going to let, you know, let some of the air out of the room, but I kind of didn't mind it. So, so what parts didn't you mind? The fact that it's a terrible remake of home alone, the fact that the kid is horrible. Now the fact that they ruined the wet bandits type thing. There's, there are things. Yes. That kid who was so great, in Jojo Rabbit, yeah, he is um, Jojo Rabbit. Is he? He's the he is the the clear villain here. Yeah, and um, I guess I will give them credit for trying, 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 trying to make this to make the premise make sense in 2021. Like you think, oh, 2021, they'll just you can just call his parents with a cell phone and problem solved. And they kind of figured out a way to make that make that not be a thing or I, they tr- they tried and that's where i will give the movie some credit that being said this is an, an ungodly violent film yeah so Jesus <laughs> christ is it, is it violent this is the film equivalent of a square peg in a circle hole except yeah. instead yeah. of realizing it doesn't fit like the studio does disney or whatever decided 20th century studio said we're gonna hire engineers and we're gonna make this fucker fit and yes. what they ended up doing is <laughs> reverse engineering a terrible movie. Yeah. Right? Like they decided, like, let's make the wet bandits the likable people and let's make our Kevin McAllister the villain. Yes. And it's it, it's it's very it's it's a poor film. The and it's not just the main kid. I mean, the the who are the Ellie Kemper and who's the other guy? Um Rob Delaney. Yes. Uh they're they're awful. It's there's so much the the screenwriting is is really is really something else um, almost unbelievable in that sense. Didn't this movie have to give a co-writing credit to John Hughes because it ripped off so much? I think it did. I think his name was in the credits. Yes. Oh my lord. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I remember having a real problem too with the score because they they did use copious amounts of the John Williams score, that beloved soundtrack but they use it in very odd ways. Like they would, they would place like the, the Kevin, like the da 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 in a scene where it didn't like belong there. One more time. <laughs> Let's hear you your John Williams. Once. You only get it once. Okay. Okay. Um, and then they would like tease the somewhere in my memory theme, but very oddly, it just was like, it is the equivalent of like in a cartoon where the character is like on his tiptoes, like he, he runs to the cliff and then he stops, but he, then he like kind of slips a little bit and then he falls off the cliff. Like that's what the movie was. It's the moments where the character falls off the cliff. <laughs> it's just a bad movie that should have never been made. I will There's, agree. I, I didn't have a, the worst time, but it shouldn't have been made. I agree. With it's you. just, yeah. If you're going to say like, we're going to make a home alone sequel, look, you've made plenty of home alone sequels outside of the second one. Nobody cares about them, no. but 
this is like Disney Plus and they were trying so hard and the cast is actually filled with some some faces that are going to appeal to parents and the kid from Jojo Rabbit so damn cool or cute and then they just it was just bad bad the for only the way it was going to be successful is if they really incorporated and honored the first movie with like Kevin McAllister and his parents and yes. his brothers in it I know Buzz is in it um but that isn't that about it i haven't seen the movie to be honest yeah. i don't know this one just um, him and there's a few little references to to what kevin is doing now he has a security company now which makes sense yeah um okay <laughs> but <sighs> when when the when the the when Ke- the kevin character i can't remember his name the when the kid is triggers a trap that causes all these icicles to start falling uh on the 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 guy uh, we just Rob call Delaney. him Budget Colossus as well. But, yes, <laughs> like in Budget the sound, like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> Jesus, and he's like firing pool balls at them. Like Jesus Christ, kid, you are the psycho. Are, I mean, to be fair, the, the Wet people. Bandits should have died many times in the. Oh, but yeah. that was done yeah. because they were bad guys. Yeah, they were bad guys. They were bad guys. These people are not bad. It's just no. a married couple trying to provide for their kids. Yes. Oh, is uh, that what it is? Yes. Yeah. It's a married couple who are in dire straits who just want to provide for their kids. And this kid is torturing them. Oh, my God. That's demented. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, yeah. Mike, go watch the movie. No. And then we did watch <laughs> no. we did watch the originals, the first two. Oh, of course. And my kids loved them. They're awesome. Um, they still hold I up. I wouldn't play that. Yeah, I wouldn't play the new one because I'd. I just, I knew, I knew by the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so moving on, we, it sounds like we should have done a whole episode on Home Sweet Home Alone. Maybe we will in 2022. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, so for the next movie, um, Paranormal Activity, Next of Kin. I think this falls under my purview of the reasons why I hated Saw or Spiral. Just a sequel that didn't need to exist, that people were like, we're rebooting the franchise. Here we go. This is going to be the next in the legacy of paranormal activities. And then it's just like, well, it was just the same thing, but worse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it really didn't have much to do with anything. Yeah. It, it, like there wasn't, a, it was more cults than ghosts. If I'm remembering correctly, yeah. I barely yeah. remember the movie. And well, I so, it, so like, I remember when the ago? trailer came out, I, I was livid. <laughs> Only because they, they shot this movie because, again, found footage movies. The cool thing about found footage movies, we, we talked about VHS 94, is it looks like footage. It looks like found footage, like a VHS or like a camcorder or something. Yeah, but this, this looked like a movie. They did this with like HD cameras. So you're looking and you're like, well, this doesn't even look like found footage. It mm-hmm. looks like a documentary. Yeah. And, and inevitably, and this one crosses that line really quickly, there comes a point where you're like, why are you even carrying the camera anymore? Yeah. Like, yes. And why are you pointing it the way you're pointing Jesus, it? Jesus, yes. <laughs> yeah, so it's just one of those instances where Paramount Plus, um, this was movie, this movie was announced alongside a uh, Pet Cemetery prequel. We have yet to get the Pet Cemetery prequel. But it was this idea of, here we go, Paranormal Activities coming back strong, Paramount Plus boom and then we get this and we're like what yeah it was crap i, was I crap. barely remember it and lastly in our dishonorable mentions house of gucci um which i know you guys haven't seen but yeah, i haven't seen it the 
I mean, you really only have to see the trailer, right? This is a it movie. Is a, it is fascinating. I do <laughs> want to see it. It's one Me of the too. movies that are, that's on the list that I'm like, ooh, I, I need to see this at some point. Right. It so, looks fascinating. This is a movie directed by Ridley Scott. We love Ridley Scott, right? This is the guy who gave us Gladiator, Blade Runner, Alien. The guy's a legend, but not a great 2021. Um, I, I really like Last Duel. Last I Duel, too. I People like great. Last Duel, marketed like crap. The movie ended up bombing. Biggest bomb yes. of the year. Um, except maybe uh, West Side Story, but maybe we'll see how that, that one ends up playing out. But House of Gucci was his second movie of 2021. Check out this cast. We got Adam Driver. We got Lady Gaga. We got Al Pacino. Jared, Jared Leto. the Joker Leto. Yeah. And <laughs> all of these people are like getting different scripts. And you've got Lady Gaga doing the weirdest Italian accent on the face of the planet, who then for months beforehand goes to every interview and says how she spent a year and a half living as this woman. She studied animals and their sexual behaviors. And I love that her dialect coach was like immediately like, that is not an Italian accent. (laughs) To be fair, it wasn't her dialect coach. It was another dialect coach for the film who was helping Mm. the other people. um, Who's an actual Italian woman and (laughs) and an actress herself who said, yeah, that's not an Italian accent. And so when when you have that person leading the way, you know you're in for trouble. Adam Driver's Adam Driver can do no wrong, whatever. But Jared Leto is on like a different planet, man. Buried under all sorts of makeup. Mm-hmm. He's, I, I've, I've heard it's fascinating. He is doing Jared Leto to the nth degree and <laughs> good on him. You know, people still pay him money to do it. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Morbius in, you know, a matter of weeks. But, um, and next year when this list comes up. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's just one of those things where you have all these great actors a really legendary director doing a story that's really fascinating to be honest and it just it is like the weirdest thing on the planet (laughs) like it's not it's not necessarily terrible um even our review isn't like this is a bad movie i think our review is actually pretty complimentary but i think it's disappointing in the fact that this was a movie that people were like sure thing oscar contender and now it's just like it's like an oddity so (laughs) yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I'd like to end this episode to by skipping shitting on more movies and talking about some good movies. Um, oh, man. I know. <laughs> I, I didn't ask you guys to prepare lists, so I'm not going to you know force you to do this. But I would love for you guys, just off the top of your head, to talk about a couple movies that aren't being mentioned in all of these lists that you think deserve to, uh, that are like good. best films that, no, that aren't not, being highlighted? How about... The opposite of disappointing, like overwhelmingly good. Hmm. Like just movies that yeah. were like, yeah, this is great. Um, I will say, and I'm surprised it's not ending up on a lot of lists. Pig with Nicolas Cage. Boom. That was my first, my, the first one I was going to say. Brian, did you ever see Pig? Yeah. Oh, I, I, on, need to watch, I should watch up. that just one shut again. Up. Just shut up now. <laughs> Don't talk. Shut up. Just I know. Stop. You, could, stop. you could tell where I was going with this. <laughs> uh, Pig is a fantastic movie. It really and is. All I'll say is you should watch as like a back to back to back. You should watch Mandy, Willie's Wonderland and Pig just so you see just the full 
breadth of what Nicolas Cage is doing. Yeah, that's full cage. I even throw in Prisoners of Ghostland. It's a terrible movie, but there are some amazing cage moments in there, mainly him shouting about his penis. <laughs> um, that are just wonderful but it's just one of those things where you're like you suddenly you watch pig and you remember how good nicholas cage is yeah you're absolutely. like holy shit mm-hmm. i believe this truffle pig guy good for him <laughs> yeah he's he's amazing in the movie and it's not getting nearly enough uh buzz or credit and he should be nominated for it like he, yeah. he just should i i really hope he does get some sort of recognition come oscar time I don't know that he will. It's it's tough will. because these people. The movie's called Pig, which is a tough one. Uh, it's it's about. You think it was the name that did it. Well, no, I just yeah. think it's like people are like like people are like the pig. What pig? It's about truffles. People are confused. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's yeah. about truffles. It's also about underground uh, chef fighting in Portland. What? <laughs> yeah, that that element should have been more. I, I wanted yeah. more of it. I wanted I wanted I wanted Fight Club, but with with shoe yes. chefs yeah. yes uh no great movie uh anything else mike uh i mean i have i have a ton of things that that i really we just just name some off i won't stop uh, you for each one i mean my favorite movie of the year was dune of There's, course and and spider-man no way home is number two for me um but if we're going for like things that a lot of people aren't putting on, on their lists uh sparks brothers the documentary that you mentioned earlier with edgar wright yes. about the sparks brothers there's so another well documentary uh isn't that on Val apple Kilmer. tv plus by the way uh sparks brothers it's it's on streaming it's, somewhere maybe hulu i think it's on netflix uh, think actually it's netflix maybe it's netflix yeah whatever seek it out you won't be disappointed even exactly. if you don't know who the sparks brothers are yep uh also val but yes. about val kilmer is fantastic oh so good um, yeah Jeez, that good um uh, another off the beaten path one riders of justice with mads mickelson yes very very good movie the night remake that um oh yes that's right there's an american remake which is not necessary um what was the other one after that you mentioned the night house oh with uh, uh rebecca, rebecca hall. hall yeah really good movie really really uh excellent little haunted house movie that kind of turns it on its head um let's see here what else is off the beaten path for me i mean i've seen a lot of this stuff is like in people's lists yeah me. i mean we're gonna like you said dunes up there licorice pizza is great i know i don't think you guys have seen licorice pizza yeah. but it's awesome um uh i'll add a couple mogul mowgli i know that was released mm, i never in, did see that that was yeah. released in the uk last year but it hit the u.s this year and it is so good uh riz ahmed is fantastic um i wrote a, an article that just went up today that i i urge everybody to read instead of doing my top tens i always like to to point out movies that I think get overlooked. And mm-hmm. a couple of those movies um, I'll, I'll mention now, Mitchell's versus the machines. Very good. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Incredible. Uh, dumped by Sony onto Netflix kind of didn't get much of a marketing push should be Lord and best, Miller can do no wrong. Should be no. the best animated movie of the year. Um, Jacinta, which is like an incredible documentary on Hulu. Um, just a heartbreaking gut punch of a movie, which Mike D'Angelo probably would not like, but I recommend everybody go see. Um, and Censor, uh, which is a, uh, a horror movie from the UK. Um, Prano Bailey Bond's directorial debut. It's fucking incredible, especially if you love VHS horror movies from the 80s. Um, well worth your time. Or if you like- How come uh, I've never heard of this? Are you serious? Yeah, I've never heard of Censor. I have not talked about Censor? No. They used my quote actually. in the goddamn commercial. How you have I not talked about this? Tell us about Censor. 
Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Go see Sensor. Um, it's uh, it's like David Cronenberg, David Lynch level style and weirdness. It's it's fantastic. Um, let's see here. Uh, da, 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 Forever Purge. I did a whole interview episode know, about man. Forever Purge. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think I think Shiva Baby and Saint Maud are just a couple more I would mention okay. there. Yeah. Brian, you got any? Um, let's see. I mean, the Bo Burnham inside. Uh, uh, inside yeah. is so wonderful. Inside's great. Unfortunately, the playlist categorized that as a TV program. I know. Um, I don't recommend. I don't really agree with that. I think it is definitely a film and one of the best of the year. It's so good. And just the sort of movie that you almost don't want to watch very often because I want, always want it to be fresh. Kind of want to go into I've that seen one. it three times. Have I can't say that about very many movies this year, but I've seen that movie three times. That is that the music in that just that first song. I've listened to content so much. It's only like a minute <laughs> long, but I love that song. Yeah. Um, All eyes on me though is, is the the fucking gee, the that, chef's kiss of moment them. of the whole masterpiece. Movie. Even the yes. Bezos songs; those are the ones that get stuck in my head. The yeah, most. they are. Yes, you can do it. Is the Bezos, Bezos one with, where he screams <laughs> at the end it. and it gets cut off? Doesn't he scream uh, at the end of that? Quite possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that what one's great. Um, I mean, I, I Mike has said this too, like the Beatles, the, the Get Back documentary oh, Get is, Back long, is wonderful. But that's I definitely a TV it. show. But yeah, I, yeah, you know, it's one of those things. It's it's like a. Have you ever wanted to sit in a room with the Beatles? <laughs> yeah, Peter Jackson invites yes. you in. There you go. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's everything you want it to be. Um, is. let's see. I, I really I I did get a chance to review it, but I I still love it. I actually watched it again recently. Again, Oxygen. Terrific. Ah, Terrific. I, have yet to, I haven't seen that. I love me I some Melanie, Melanie Laurent too. So I am all about it. Um, and yeah. isn't that uh, Alexandra or Alexandra Aja? You got it. Yeah. Yes. Who's great, by the way. Yeah. This, this is add, add to the resume. This is a good one. Um, the, I just, I watched this one recently. I, I went into it with very low expectations. I loved Free Solo, uh, but The Rescue mm-hmm. by, ah. from Jimmy Chin. Um, that's a really pretty compelling documentary about this yeah yeah that's one i have yet to see rodrigo saw it recently and and was raving about it and in our review it basically said unfortunately it's not free solo but it's still a really damn good documentary exactly and and it's one of those um similar to free solo i think from what i've gathered you can tell me if this is uh right or wrong brian but uh it talks about the the thai people in the thai caves i'm sorry and the way they they were able to capture the footage is apparently pretty spectacular. So it's so cool. I mean, I don't understand honestly as I'm watching this how they were able to pull any any all the filmmaking techniques in this movie are it's it's a step beyond free solo. Um, and this is a a guy Jimmy Chin, and I believe it's his wife who it is, also yeah. yeah. They the three films Meru. Their first one is a great mountain climbing documentary. Free solo is is awesome. This one, yeah, it's probably at the very least on the same level as free solo, but God, I cannot wait to see what they're going to do next. Yeah, um, I'm waiting for them to really nail down their first narrative narrative feature. I think they're yes. they're in development on a couple, but yeah, yeah, talk about good filmmakers and it the yeah, inventive filmmakers. Yes, for there sure. There were also a lot of like really fun B-level action movies that came out this year. There were uh, boss level. Boss, boss level, level cop shop kate yes nobody 
Cage is up there. Uh, Nobody are in. Those are both in my top twenty. Like it's a B Uh, movie, but there's a there's there's a scene in there that is really really fun with Rasputin uh, doing like dance fighting, and it's amazing. I think Kate um, was another one of those that got buried in Netflix. Uh, I wrote the review for that. I I absolutely adored that movie. I think um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is like just an underappreciated actor uh in general Great. but also in ac- in action movies just um, an amazing uh yeah. performance for yeah. for just for a movie that you ultimately you knew just would kind of be discarded but well i mean it's really good in a world of john wick clones this is yeah. a john wick clone that actually does something unique and fun and yeah absolutely and the same with nobody you could say the exact same thing in a world of john wick clones it does something unique and fun amen so. And anything I else? Shout out! I got to shout out Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar because it's so <laughs> stupid. It's so wonderful. That is one. I think we talked about this offline, but that's one where the uh, trailers did it no good. Um, and I know I Rodrigo watch- absolutely hates Rodrigo. It, I, I love it. If you guys are out there and you want to read a funny review, read Rodrigo's uh, <laughs> review slash therapy session where he vents about Barb and Star. It is something. <laughs> um, he he despises that movie to this day um just sheer mention of that movie gets him enraged um but yeah it's 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 not that bad it's uh it's it's charming in places definitely fun and uh jamie dornan probably has never been better (laughs) oh my god he is amazing in this movie yeah fun times Uh, had by all yeah anything else before we go um is tick tick boom under the radar i don't know i really love tick tick boom i thought it was fantastic that's and one where you're not a musical person charles so you probably i'm not i haven't seen it i can't mm-hmm. i can't speak ill i i, I know really that think andrew deserves a nomination for this one he deserves a nomination that that is a singing voice holy cow can he <laughs> sing i i think he's a, a fine actor and i'm sure it's good i know the reviews were mixed a lot of a lot of musical people really dug it a lot of people who aren't necessarily into musicals or kind of just like kind of met on it. I think our review of it even said like that it was, uh, you know, just kind of out there for the theater nerds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it very, and, it does feel very insular in that way, but yes. it's, it's really well-made at least for my money. I thought it was super, super moving and, and very good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Well, Hey, it's on Netflix. Worst you could do is turn it off. Exactly. So. Exactly. There you go. Uh, as a matter of fact, most of these movies are on streaming now. So, you know, do yourself a favor, seek them out. Um, and, you know, not just because we shit on movies for an hour doesn't mean we didn't enjoy quite a bit. So, yeah, there's um, a lot in my honor- honorable mentions category that you're yeah. just like, these are good movies. Yeah. It, for, for a year that was so weird in, you know, films that didn't make theaters, got delayed for months, finally came out and were, you know, swept under the rug. Like just... There's there's stuff out there that's it's really good that isn't necessarily Paul Thomas Anderson, Denis Villeneuve, uh, Guillermo del Toro stuff. You know, yeah. there's there's a lot of good stuff out there on your streamers on, you know, you know, basically to each their own. Another man's trash is one man's treasure. Something like and that. also, can we just admit that Shang-Chi is aged well already? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Indeed. Yeah. We let's, uh, let's give it up, Marvel. You, you did OK with that one. You know, if you would have told me the best Marvel movie outside of Spider-Man, because that's a Sony movie, but of the three MCU Marvel Studios movies, Disney, that Shang-Chi would have been the best one in 2021, I would have eaten my hat. Yet, (laughs) we live in that world. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. 
<laughs> so good on you. It's a mixture of Shang-Chi being really good and a mixture of Eternals and Black Widow being pretty disappointing. So, but either mm-hmm. way, you know, Destin uh, Daniel Cretton did a mighty fine job. Look forward to the sequel. So yeah, here, here. Here, here. All right, guys. Um, let's wrap it up and, and wrap up 2021 in general. Um, we'll be returning in 2022 with uh, hopefully just a clean slate and nothing but optimism. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how long that but lasts. It is January when the studios dump all their shit. So we'll we'll get right back into that slump real quick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Brian. And uh, we'll see you guys later. Bye. Yay, bye. Bye. Thank you.